everyone. Welcome to LGBT Cliff Notes. My name is Maria. My pronouns are she and her. And I'm Alyssa. Pronouns also she and her. And today we are going to be talking about Thomasine or Thomas Hall, uh, a 17th century intersex white indentured servant of colonial Virginia. This is going to be... Yeah. uh, This is going to be a ride. uh, (laughs) And... Uh, uh, there's going to be like a just a blanket content warning of transphobia during this entire episode. Oh, this God. is the yeah. yeah, this is the 17th century, and it it really there's a lot of this story that really sucks. Um, but that's that's history, and we have to look at it in uh, we have to look it right in the face. Yeah. So yeah, um, fun little fact about this topic specifically. Um, this isn't my first time uh, with this individual. In my undergrad days, back in historical methods, <laughs> those were fun times. Uh, we had an article, which will actually show up in our show, of course. Uh, we had an article show up on this exact person, and we had to do the normal historian thing with it and look at it and analyze the primary sources and all the other stuff that we had to do in school. Um, and this is, I, I bring this up because this was really my first time being exposed i guess you would say to someone who wasn't cisgender oh oh wow so yeah so i mean to so i don't want to be like oh this is what cracked my egg and this is why i'm trans but i, I mean was literally going that was gonna be my next yeah <laughs> i was gonna i mean it certain it certainly didn't hurt anything but it, it was really neat because it was the first time in my academic life where i saw someone who was not cisgender and it was just like whoa this this is a thing. This is a thing that existed all the way back then. Oh, yeah. Um, it, and it, boy, it got me asking some questions. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So if you're listening to this, Dr. Sears, uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for reminding me and, and hooking me up with that Aww. article again. And uh, also, I'm still really sorry that my footnotes were always a mess. Uh, they haven't gotten better. <laughs> I'm sorry. Footnotes are meant to be a mess. Like, uh, I guess media books, articles, whatever that have like messy footnotes, so much better than someone who I don't know made it very organized. I love messy footnotes. I uh, you'd have loved my early writing then, because um, boy, it was a mess. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that that's fun little Maria trivia. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's actually get onto the topic. So Thomasine Hall was born around sixteen o three near Newcastle upon Tyne. They were christened and raised as a girl, uh, which means that they were taught needlepoint, making lace, all the other quote-unquote feminine arts. Yeah, very strongly gendered back yes. in the 1600s. I mean, it's very much today, so. but in, you know, mm. even worse. Yeah. Is there anything, because we're talking about sort of early life stuff, is there like any kind of medical record of like her doctor or something publishing on delivering an intersex baby or like did people just like not look that close and they were like ah it's okay so there's a whole <laughs> lot um to answering that question well we'll get into that okay, uh, to okay. an extent so right. yeah no worries no worries <laughs> so yeah they were raised as female and they lived most of their life as such. They went to live with their aunt in London at age 12, uh, at which point they were taught things like needlepoint and making lace and other stuff like that. Wait, didn't you say so, they were born in America? Where did you say they were born? 
No, no, they were born in Newcastle upon Tyne, which is in England. I want to say in northern. I thought England. you said something about like colonial Virginia. Yes, so they will wind up there. Oh, okay, okay. So they're yes. born in somewhere Englandy, and then yes, okay. okay. Got it. And then they went to go live with their aunt in London uh, at age 12, and they stayed there for around 10 years. Um, we don't have any notable events from this, for the most part, but we do know that in 1625, at around age 22, I'm just going to quote Norton here directly, uh, in 1625, her brother was pressed into the army to serve in an expedition against Cadiz. Perhaps encouraged by her brother's experience, or perhaps taking his place after his death, for the expedition incurred many casualties. Hall subsequently adopted a new gender identity. I, I do want to make a little point here. In our quotations, we are going to go all over the place with pronouns. I'm going to try and refer to them as much as possible using, you know, they, them, um, because that is kind of a better default, I think, personally. But as to our sources, you will see she, you will see her, you'll sometimes see both in the same source. And is there no, I mean, there's, she, we don't, she, he, they, we don't have any record of their preference of what they. Well, that's the thing. Um, they, it, it changes. Oh, oh, so I, of course. So since we're talking about the person as a whole. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So there's, there's, there's like an element of gender fluidity here. Um, among many other things, which I'm not really qualified to talk on. Okay. Uh, age 22, their brother goes into the army. We don't know what happened to their brother. Maybe he was killed. Maybe he fled. Maybe this is a substitution thing. We're not entirely sure. But a we do know. A substitution thing? Yeah, like, like her brother, or their brother, I should say, was pressed, that is to say, conscripted. And so this may have been um, Hall's way of, of taking their brother's place um, and kind of just sneaking in. Oh, okay. That's that's a possibility too. I'd imagine. <laughs> I don't. We don't have anything concrete. We don't know for sure because, of course, we don't. But we do know is that Hall goes off and joins the army and is sent on an expedition into France. Norton thinks that Hall probably took part in an event called the Siege of La Rochelle. Uh, which was in 1627, which is a whole big thing regarding the Huguenots and them being, you know, oppressed by the Catholic monarchy and England coming to help them out and the normal pissing matches that is, you know, uh, Franco-Anglo politics in this period. Yeah. And this expedition ends very poorly. They poorly go to try for who? <laughs> it, ends, it ends poorly. Well, it ends very poorly for the Huguenots. Um, and it also ends pretty poorly for the English. They mm -hmm. take some big losses there. They wind up getting repulsed after about like five months or so, if memory serves. Um, and the whole thing's just pretty much just a shit show. So Hall, what we know of Hall is they returned to France or returned from France to Plymouth. That is Plymouth in England. Thank you for <laughs> And this is in the autumn of 1627. Yeah. Um, and at this point, they go back to using Thomasine and she, her, and just being, you know, a woman or at least Whoa, female okay. presenting. Wait, so how do we know, like, this is pretty detailed for not having any idea of what the pronouns they were using. Yeah. Like, how do we know that they were, I guess, I guess since we know they were in the military, we assume they must have pretended or 
decided or identities changed to being male? Well, honestly, like majority of our timeline that we're able to kind of make here is kind of based off of a number of court dispositions, depositions either, that have made it into the historical record. Um, so all of this is basically just kind of taken at like, this is their summary of their life. This is their timeline that they're giving to a court. So. Oh, okay. So we are sort of hearing from them. It's probably just because it's the 1600s. You know, they were saying things like, oh, yes. And then I went and lived as a man. And then I came back and I lived as a woman. And we won't know about identity pronouns for like another 400 years. So. Right. So they returned to Plymouth in the autumn of 1627. Uh, they resumed their female present uh, presentation. Um, they support themselves using the skills that they were taught, which is, of course, needlework, making uh, bone lace, all kinds of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that kind of gets them by before they decide that it's time to just get the hell out of England and go to the new world because colonialism. I would so. <laughs> Really? That's the explanation? They they were just like, oh, yeah. And then I uh, well, I went to America. Seemed like a cool idea. Uh, yeah, we don't have we don't have any like we don't have like the motivation or any like big event that caused them to make that decision. All we know is that in 1627, they came back from France and decided, you know what? I'm done. Let's, <laughs> let's bounce. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. So they hop on a ship and they come over to the growing Chesapeake colony. They arrive, we think, somewhere in December of 1627. I um, mean, at this point, they have gone back into guy mode. I mean, if you're on a fucking ship, like I, oof. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's fair. <laughs> um, so they enter the new world in guy mode uh, as an indentured servant. Um, they are first bought by John and one John and Jane Tios, I think, or Tios. And we know about this because uh, John... Jane Tyos and Thomas Hall, who is now, they are now going by Thomas Hall at this point, um, are all three of them convicted in January 21st of 1628 for receiving stolen goods. Oh, okay. At least we're pretty sure this is the same uh, Thomas Hall. Uh, it, those are, these are two extremely common names. So we're kind uh. of having to make some connections here based off of our primary sources and like archival records and things like that. So, but we're pretty sure that this is like the best um, answer to the question. Is this the same person? We think pretty sure it is. So yeah, all three of them get a little conviction for stolen goods. Uh, don't I don't have the penalty ready to go, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Just a little conviction, little conviction for do do we know what the stolen goods were? Um, I, if memory serves, I think it was some currants. Cur so like berries. I was gonna say. Oh yeah. my god, currents. All right. Yeah. Just like, like like actual like goods. So that's our background story. Uh and this is where things take a turn for the crappy. And this is where I'm gonna upgrade our content warnings. So our content warnings at this point are now, of course, transphobia. It's gonna be transphobia all the way down. Mm. Uh we're going to get a lot of invasion of privacy to the point of like breaking and entering and being observed while sleeping. There's some physical and sexual assault going on later in this story. Mm. It's it sucks. It sucks. Um, it's really interesting, but it also really sucks. So um, one of these yeah. days we gotta we gotta pick a figure that doesn't have you know it's just yeah around nothing bad. I I'm sure it's like super hard to find because I think 
the reason that we hear about these things is because, I mean, like you said, there was a court case. So, you know, mm. that's where a lot of this comes from. But like, oh, it would be nice. I, w I would love yeah. to find evidence of some just like roman lesbian that didn't have sex with children i yeah if only i will i'll find something i will find something happy and uplifting one day yeah i mean uh, yeah one day. hard to do but that day ain't today <laughs> so sorry for that yeah um but i'll try and make sure we get to end on a little high note oh good so it's always nice anyway so let's get into the shit <clears throat> <laughs> so our series of Incidents begins when some dickhead named Mr. Stacy goes to some authority uh, figure of some sort and complains about gender role crap. What? Specifically regarding Hall. What? So Hall, well, be because Hall is, is doing some feminine kind of things and stuff like that. And there's also a couple of other little oh. things. That, I, I, full disclosure, the timeline for all of this period here is really hard to piece together mm. um so this is kind of like this is me I, i've compared like four different timelines and this is like i think the best this one makes the most sense and this is pretty pretty much the same timeline that norton has this mr stacy goes and complains that thomas hall isn't being you know manly enough or whatever <laughs> and so hall is brought to the home of someone named nicholas ayers um, who is, we think, possibly a relative of one of John Tyos's business partners, uh, specifically the, um, you think that he's like maybe a brother of that business partner, Robert Ayers. And at this point, Hall is examined by three women. Um, the justification being? The justification being that in this period, you know, midwifery is far more common. And especially in a colony of this size, uh, with this small number of inhabitants, births going on as common as they do in this period, because this is pre-industrial times, you can't feasibly just send a doctor to go to every single person's birth. So these women would have, I, I, I should assume at least at some point in their lives, gotten some sort of like basic understanding of like midwifery, because, you know, it's expected of them to do I mean, the wifery. I think just like... Every woman had some idea of midwifery because yeah. I think it was pretty much inevitable to experience <laughs> someone giving birth around you. Yeah. And and needing that expertise. But no, what I'm confused about is okay, all I all I got from this is that uh Thomas is being a little too feminine for the men around. Mm -hmm. And we suddenly skip to they're like, oh, well, are you actually a man? You know, we're going to need women to evaluate your penis. Like, how? What? there's yeah. so much of a, a disconnect. Like if a I, I guess I don't know how a, a person in like the 1600s thinks, but like, wouldn't they first be like, you know, I don't know, maybe mm. Thomas is kind of gay or whatever. Like, it seems weird to jump to anatomy. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm skipping some little bits and pieces of the story. But basically, there's several instances where people have straight up just been like, hey, are you, you know, are you a man or are you a woman? And their answer is, I'm both. Okay, so they, okay, yeah. And so yeah. this is how this examination gets here. Okay. And they are then examined by three women, uh, which is interesting because this kind of implies that Nicholas Ayers and John Tyos were under the impression that this was, you know, 
oh, a, a cis woman pretending to be a man. So that's why they got three women to do it because. Oh, yeah. Because of course you wouldn't have a man look at a woman's body. That would just be um, yeah, sure. lustful or something. I don't know. <laughs> Puritans. So they get examined and there is a split on on what gender they are. The two men say that they are a woman. The three women say that they are a man. Wait, so they were also examined by two men? Um, They, they were in the room. It's... Okay. I think they were in the room or they were nearby or they were like in an adjacent room. All, all we know is that they were present, but we don't know how present. Okay. But apparently, uh, yeah. So they went and, and inspected their, their genitalia and the couldn't make a decision because they just had both. It's like a dream of like every cis journalist I've ever seen on like a talk show. They're like, let me evaluate for myself. <laughs> God, actually, though, please, please <sighs> calm yourself. <laughs> so they do the only rational thing possible in this situation, and they go and bring everybody to go see a Captain Nathaniel Bass or Bassa or Bass, maybe, who is a regional commander. So he's, he's functionally something like the uh, the highest military authority in the area. He basically is a governor for the most part, as far as I can understand. Is there another something that you're leaving out about, like, why the fuck this is so important to them? Like, why not just be like, oh, well, we don't know. And now we'll just let Thomas go about their day. <laughs> why? Why do you have to go like? Yeah. All right. So the reason that this whole thing starts is because Mr. Stacy, whoever the hell this is, this is all we know is that they're named Mr. Stacy. And that they fucking suck and they're the worst. Like, yeah. And that they're oh. they're a. Uh, a worthless narc that goes running to the pigs because somebody <laughs> dared to say words. I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, so they overhear a conversation where T is straight up asked, you know, why are you wearing women's clothing? And they have a little <laughs> reply. I'm going to save that for the end because it's it's the only nice, happy thing in this whole story. But basically, right. um, Mr. Stacy overheard this conversation, uh, wasn't minding his own business. And that's why this whole thing started. Oh, okay. Hall is brought to Captain Nathaniel Bass, who is the regional authority, whatever you want to call him, and says that Thomas Hall is not Thomas Hall. Thomas Hall is Thomasine Hall. They are a woman, and they should be dressed as a woman and called as a woman and so on and so forth. Is this based on, like, another very intrusive examination? This time it was based mostly just on, um, that's what I'm looking for here. Deposition? Yes. <laughs> yeah this is mostly just based on like deposition and cross-examination and other legal crap I, I picture this this regional authority going something like you know oh well you've got a penis that means you're a, you're a guy right and <laughs> thomasine hall is like yeah but it doesn't really work like one it doesn't really do anything it's just there for for decoration and it's like oh all right well in that case you're a woman what? And this is because and this is because of some really fucked up gender I ideology and everything in this period where they considered women to be um, men just poorly made. Oh, my God. Um, By the way, biologically, you know, we all start out as women. It's it's. Yeah. 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 It, the irony is it's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, and God, I'll have to do an entire episode on that because, man, there's some weird shit that Englishmen thought in this period regarding sex. Yeah. Um, love to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so. So at this point, Hall's owners change. Uh, they are sold to a John Atkins, who was present 
during the first ruling for some reason. I don't know why. They are sold to John Atkins, who one would assume understands all this going on. But those three women that were there and did the examination, they didn't like the ruling. So they go to Atkins and like, no, we need to we need to sort this out. We need to figure out what this person is. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone. Jesus. The people in this story. Yeah. So he does. He does the only, you know, only thing that would really be considered even remotely appropriate in this situation. If, if three women show up to your house and say, hey, we want to go like, you know, spy on somebody sleeping here. Um, well, he did the exact opposite. Actually, that was a lie because he just let them the fuck in. Oh, my God. And Thomas Hall or Thomasine Hall, rather, was asleep in their bed. And these three women just decided to go have a look to see what was under the hood. What? And they went to go call him into the room. But Hall wakes up. Um, so they 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 all bounce. <laughs> Jeez. Well, see, and that's the thing. Like, that's very telling because, like, they knew it was wrong. If they, you know, all left immediately, they knew mm. that they were doing something really shitty. God. Yeah. So this part sucks. Um, oh. It doesn't get better. Great. A um, couple days later, we think a couple days later, maybe a couple weeks later, some time period. To, we don't have this information, but some time later, um, these same three women decide to bring two friends with them uh, and go invade Hall's privacy yet again. But this time, uh, this time they do it while they're awake uh, and with Atkins present. And so these six people go and examine Hall's uh, genitals yet again because uh. it's totally their business. <laughs> and this time, Atkins agrees with the women and says that they're a man. So they're now Thomas Hall and forced to present mail. Oh my god. Yes. Um, That's so reasonable. Let's just have other people... Like, I don't understand even trying to think back to, like, living in the 1600s and being like, I don't, you know, gender is only two things. I feel like if I saw this person, first of all, I would not be like, well, I want to see what's between your legs. But if whatever, it was like, published in some scientific article or something, I'd be like, huh, I guess uh, we don't really understand gender as well as we thought. And then, you know, you think about that more instead of being like, oh, no, no, no. Gender is still definitely a binary. You know, <laughs> we have to mm. we we have to get uh, this person put on only like one of two things like that. I I feel like the proof is right there. That if you can't, you know, if if everyone's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Like, why don't you just be like, eh, let them decide, you know? Yeah. And I guess that, you know, they were just so stuck in this this gender binary that like they couldn't. But it ah, it just seems it seems very weird to me. I, I just think I don't know. I, I wonder if there were people that existed that would have been like, oh, well, maybe maybe we should just take this as evidence that there is no gender binary and leave it at that. Or if yeah, that was just too that. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, that that is a little bit of like us imposing our, our modern kind of view of things onto this clusterfuck. That's true. But I still think. I mean, I don't think you're wrong, obviously. No, I mean, and, and uh, I'm trying to not. 
I mean, yes, obviously I come at it from my bias of knowing that mm. gender binary is nonsense, but thinking of, and, and some of the greatest scientists that people go, oh, greatest scientist ever, you know, they totally wouldn't have, um, they were still bigoted and sexist and whatever, but I, I wonder if there were other scientists or just like people that were more like philosophical and more interested in the natural world and just like looking at evidence for things. It, if there would have been anyone that that would have said like, oh, well, I guess we don't really understand this as well as we thought. Much like if you like, I don't know, saw a fucking bug that was like a really weird color, you'd go, oh, that's a different bug. We didn't think, you know, that kind of bug existed around here, but it does. So let's just incorporate that into our worldview. I mean, that makes sense to us, of course, um, in this period. I don't know that that would necessarily be true because, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of like what's going to happen here, there's legal precedent for this sort of thing. Like there's the the legal, I guess, assignment of gender for intersex uh, individuals. Seriously? Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, there's there's like whole like suggested ways to go about identifying someone's gender based on their their genitalia. Oh, holy fuck. Okay, I had no like I had assumed that this was maybe the first time that people were rude as fuck and elevated this into a whole court ordeal, but God, no. yeah, okay. This 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 is just like one of the first times it happens in English America. Mm, boy. And this is one of the better attributed cases, I guess you could say. Better but, documented. Yes, better documented. Thank you. But like there's there's all sorts of like legal precedents and and medical suggestions on this sorts of things. Like I saw a source that said unless there was a very clear predominance of one one genders in, in, in quotes here, one sex's set of external organs, that the choice is left up to the intersex person themselves. Good. Which is what it should be done in the first fucking place, but you know, it's the 1600s. Um, and other sorts of things, which ha it's it's an entire episode of material unto itself. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's the short answer, sadly. <laughs> so Thomas, e or Thomas Hall is told once again that they are to be male, that they are to present as such. And this is this is where the worst part happens. Mm. I'm going to just directly quote Norton here. Atkins thereupon ordered his servant to don men's clothing, which then led the curious men, Roger Rhodes, who's possibly one of the husbands of one of the women who did the examining, and Francis England to search Thomas's body, mm. end quote. And while Norton doesn't really shy away from all the nasty details here. Um, I really hate this. I really hate this euphemism. I hate this, this like, yeah. almost censoring of what happened. Yeah. Because that's not what fucking happened. Directly out of the court documents, we have Rhodes saying, quote, Thou hast been reported to be a woman, and now thou art proved to be a man. I will see what thou carriest. <laughs> and then... This asshole and his asshole friend shoved Hall to the ground, pulled out their genitals, and pulled their pants down. Um, which what? is a little bit fucking different than the curious men searching their fucking body. Yeah, that's... Jesus. I can see my meters peeking. <laughs> but, and, and, and I'm gonna get on a soapbox here for a minute. 
I think we as historians should avoid doing things like this. And I understand the purpose of it. I understand that the idea here is to kind of not have to rehash the same horrible things over and over and over again and have to like re-traumatize the, the reader. Um, but also, someone was fucking openly assaulted sexually and physically. Yep. And cleaning that up, I think, is a bigger issue. Um, yeah. The, Norton herself, I should say, isn't guilty of this per se. But this is a thing that happens constantly where this euphemism is used to hide that violence that all of us have to experience far too often in our lives. And it just makes me real fucking mad that this happened to them in the first place. Completely understandable. And that this wasn't something that was brought into court. Um, this was used as evidence. So I guess what I'm saying is, um, yeah, fuck everybody in this colony. Um, this country's roots are rotten to its very core. It has Definitely. always been this horrible, and um, anyone wanting to go back to the good old days, these are the good old days they want. Oh, but we knew that. I mean, of course. This, yeah. yeah. The good old days they want are full of shit like this. Yeah, th no, this racist-ass country has been rotten to its rotten fucking core since its inception. Um, <clears throat> soapbox over. Cool. Cool. Totally, totally fair. Um, I don't understand... I mean, to me, and especially because this went to a court after, like, I don't understand, you know, Thomas Thomasine had had already undergone, I'm sure, against their will, you know, these searches. Like, mm. why do we need this extra layer of two men fucking violently sexually assaulting them? Like, it is so obviously not in the interests of anything good. Like, it's just mm. violence against someone that is not cis. Like, that's all there's there's no yeah. justification other than that. That is the well, justification. Well, at the end of the day, yes, there is no other justification, except there is one other incident. And this is what brings us into the big court ruling that we're about to get into. Um, a rumor starts to fly that Hall at some point had some sort of relationship with a maid named Great Bess. And of course, it being rumored, there's no way to prove this. And, and the this per person, Bess, says that, oh no, it's actually just a, a jilted ex or whatever. But because Thomas Hall or Thomasine Hall may have had sex with a maid. Now we have to figure out whether or not this is a forn fornication charge or not. Oh my um, fucking god. Because if 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 Thomas if Thomas Hall is a man and had sex with Great Bess, then it and they aren't wed, then it's fornication. But if Thomas Seen Hall is a woman and they wound up doing some sex with Bess, then it's not because <laughs> reasons. Two women can't have sex? That doesn't make... Yeah, obviously. What? Come on. <sighs> I love also, I want to completely anecdotally, I have known so many men living in the year of our <laughs> Lord 2020 that still don't think that two women can have sex. Like, you know, if... If a man is dating a woman and that woman has sex with another woman, that that's not cheating because two women can't have sex. <laughs> um, 
So I totally, I mean, I see that. Like, that makes sense to me because mm-hmm. even now, men are fucking morons. Like, that's... Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure... A lot of them are, sadly. I, 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 I don't want to just leave it, you know, at men. I'm sure there are a bunch of women that are like, well, if, it, you know... There's no penis going into a vagina. It's not sex. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, I mean, there's a whole ass colony in 1630 that thinks that, so. (laughs) Cool. Here we are. Great. Yep. Yeah. So this happens. They need to figure out whether or not this is a fornication charge. And they've already exhausted all the other options. So the only option left is to bring the matter to the General Court of Virginia, which is essentially the state court. Yeah. Okay, I... And so, Hall is examined and cross-examined and, and everything else. Does we... does the judge also feel the need to make Thomas Thomasine strip down so that the judge can evaluate for themselves? No, they don't go that far. Um, they interview some witnesses. They get people's uh, professional opinion, as it were. <laughs> okay. And then they make a decision. Um, and... Oddly enough, they seem to rule in favor of Hall. Um, I I think, based on my analysis, I think that this is very much made to be mocking. This is made to belittle them and kind of, you know, show the rest of the colony that, oh, well, you better fucking adhere to gender rules, otherwise this will be you. Um, because they say that Hall is, as they say, quote, a man and a woman. And, quote, that all the inhabitants there may take notice thereof that he shall go clothed in man's apparel, only as had to be attired in a coif and crow's cloth with an apron before him, end quote. And this is their probation. Um, they are ordered to postpone and they're ordered to dress as a man with a couple of women's apparel tossed in there um, and to be addressed as both a man and woman. Um, and they are to do this no matter what until the court says otherwise with but- this Captain Bass having to go and make sure that this is going on, that this person is ridiculed by the entire fucking colony. But in the court document, they use the pronouns he and his. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So the court makes this proclamation and I I hate it so much. Yeah, it it just, it really sucks. Yeah. They are (laughs) told that, yeah, you're right. You're neither. So, and you're both. So you get to dress as both. And I hope you enjoy that until you see the light of God and reason or something or whatever. I mean, is there any indication that like what they want Thomas Thomasine to see the light of God and do like it, it is clearly not their fault that they're the way that they are like God God, I'm 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 kind of imposing that kind of just based on what I know about the Puritans. So, um, so you might be wondering like why they made this decision. Well, I mean, as you said, I think it's think it's a mockery thing. Like, I mean, yeah, I know I'm inclined to agree. It is it is a mockery thing, but like, why there's other ways to mock someone? Why do this? And I'm gonna pull a quote from another article by one Elizabeth Rice. This article, and I, I'm full disclosure, I absolutely hate this fucking title. Um, it's from an article entitled <clears throat> Impossible Hermaphrodites, Intersex oh. in America from 1620 to 1960. Elizabeth. Full disclosure, full disclosure, the reason that Rice uses the term hermaphrodite and not intersex is because of that, that presentism that historians try to avoid. So this this is the language of the time. So this is the language at which they're kind of looking at these cases mm-hmm. but kind of keeping in keeping the back of the mind they know full fact that they know for a fact that 
these people are intersex, they should be called intersex, but in the period they are called this, so that is how we're going to analyze it based on the frame. Okay, but then why doesn't that hold true for, uh, I don't know, like... that? I, that's Rice's methodology. That's not necessarily how I would have approached it, but that is Rice's methodology there, and it's it makes sense. I guess. But... It makes sense to me, put it that way. <laughs> um, but they have a, I'm going to pull a quote directly out of that. Um, and they say, quote, The court chose such a sanction, I believe, not to endorse uncertainty, but to preclude future acts of deception, to mark the offender, and to warn others against similar, quote, abomination. The dual sex hall embodied an impermissible category of gender. The ultimate impossibility of clear classification resulted in a solution that, ironically, confounded social conventions. The social conventions were let the person choose one or the other. Right? And why not? Figure out which one is dominant. Blah, 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 blah. In that quote, there was something like to warn others. Like warn others what? To not just be born intersex? Like what the fuck? This is not something that was under their control. There's no... You cannot explain this decision away being like, oh, well, yeah, it's a warning to other people. There's... Thomas Thomasine had no control over their how their body developed in the womb. Yeah. Like that's fucking nuts. That's horrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I know it's horrible. Hey. Yeah. However, at this point, also Hall completely disappears from the records, so we have no idea what happens with their life at this point forward. Oh. Um. Everything else is pure conjecture, and it's honestly not worth bringing up because there's no real solid evidence for it. Yeah. Uh, any any other legal records that we would have known about how this would have been carried out uh, if, if they even, you know, did it, if they even bothered to carry it out or if they were just rebellious about it. We don't know because those records were burned during the Civil War. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, let's end with something a, a little fun. Anecdote oh, yeah, let's this, hear so. the brilliant quote. Let's end on, on a happy note. Yeah. Um, so a witness in Hall's case, one Francis England, testifies overhearing that same conversation that the uh, Mr. Stacy said, testifies, that, uh, quote, overhearing a conversation in which another man asked T directly, why do you wear women's clothing? T's reply, I go in women's apparel to get a bit for my cat. Could be literal, begging for scraps for themselves, slash a cat, or a euphemism. There's another more light, and, and this is <laughs> uh, Norton here. There's another more likely and even more intriguing possibility. Since Hall had served in the English army on an expedition to France, T could well have learned a contemporary French slang phrase. Yeah. Pouvoir on bite pour mon chat. I probably <laughs> said that wrong, but hey. Literally, to go get a bite for my cat, but as a euphemism. Yeah, I see where that's going. bite for their cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's a possibility that, that, that Hall was going out dressed as a woman to go and get a <clears throat> bite for their cat. And that's what led to all of this. But the important well, part think, here is... No, that is not what led to all of this. What led to all of this, well, no. yeah, was a bunch of bigotry, but... Well, of course, as, as always, with these fucking stories, it seems like, no, the real thing that led to all of this is the cis-normative heteropatriarchy, but, you know... Yep. What you gonna do? <laughs> but yeah, I think it's nice. I think this is a nice little thing that this person who wouldn't exist in history otherwise, but, but for this whole series of, of, of very shitty events happening to them, 
That's true. Gets to leave this little multilingual pun. That's kind of just them dunking on the rest of the colony because they knew that they definitely didn't know French. That's a bunch of stupid fucking rednecks. And God, if that ain't fucking relatable, then ain't nothing. <laughs> that's, I mean, truly like more cultured than people who were not indentured servants, because that's one of the things about this whole story is. Yeah, they were in indentured servitude through this whole time so i'm sure they would have already been looked down upon just from that yeah so so yeah that's that's the story of thomasine slash thomas hall wish it ended better but here we are well i mean another another happy note to end on is it was something that you got to learn about in an undergrad class and probably other people get to learn about so that's another good thing that came from this real shitty shitty story yeah and it's it's as far as this sort of subject matter is concerned this is a fairly well-known event there is plenty of articles and writings on it and you should definitely go out there and give them a look because people like you know mary beth norton and elizabeth rice are much more qualified to comment on this stuff than i ever will be um maybe (laughs) maybe but yeah so yeah, that's the show. Um, hopefully everyone liked it. Uh, we now have a Twitter and a Facebook and other lovely stuff. So you should go find us at the socials. Um, our username, our page username is, of course, LGBT Cliff Notes. That's, that's the show you're listening to right now. <laughs> you probably know that. You and probably clicked on the link here. Yeah, all the, all the links are in the show notes for every conceivable yes. way to follow us. Please do. Yes. And contact us. Please do. And if you really like this, please share it with your friends, your family, or people you think just need some sense beaten into their thick fucking skulls, because we're here for it, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the show. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you, or talk at you, next time. I'll find a way to make this work. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.